Welcome to The Creative Shift. My name is Dan Blank, author of the book Be the Gateway and founder of WeGrowMedia.com. Today, I want to talk about defining your values. If you are a writer or creator, this can be a really important strategy and methodology to really get clarity about what you share and how to communicate that. I was talking with a writer recently who described feeling stuck. They said they were in a bit of a rut, um, and even though they believe very strongly in the work that they do, on a day-to-day basis, they just felt demotivated. So this conversation resonated with, with me for many reasons. And I know that there are a lot of writers, maybe you out there, who feel or have felt some sense of this. Maybe you've asked yourself the question, am I in burnout? Or, Ugh, it feels like I'm in a rut, why? Or you've thought, maybe I just need to stop everything. You know, what I've been working on just doesn't feel right anymore. Or maybe you've said, Ugh, maybe I'm just a failure. Maybe everything I've tried just isn't working. Um, Or maybe you've thought, hey, I need a radical pivot to something brand new and exciting. If you've thought of of any of these things, um, I want to share a simple but deep exercise. And this really shows you how I've tried to navigate these questions with myself and with many writers that I've worked with. It's about defining your values. Now, the work I do day in and day out is I work with writers. I'm helping them get clarity of their messaging, helping them build their platform, help them sharing their work, helping them launch books, marketing campaigns, all of that. But you need to feel good about not just creating, but about how you share your work. And this is something I believe in really passionately. When you have clarity in your values, that helps you get unstuck and really fully embrace what it means to create and share. Values can also help you navigate the really big decisions that you have to make in terms of what you share and where you share and how you do it, but also help you navigate the nuanced decisions. And if you are someone who's tried to be online at all, you know how many of those there are. Even if you just pick one thing like social media or a newsletter or doing events or anything around a book launch, you realize how many small decisions that there are. And the values should help guide you and give you clarity and ideally calm around those decisions. So let's talk about what are values if you're a writer. Um, Ideally, values are helping you define why you create, what you create, and the impact that you hope to have on others with your creative work. If you've followed my work for a while, you know that I have a process called Clarity Cards, and this is separate from values, but it helps you define the priorities in your daily life. If you go to wegrowmedia.com, you can get the full download of the whole system of Clarity Cards. I think that values are a little more foundational to that. They come before clarity cards. And when I'm working with a writer and helping them figure out their strategy for how to share and engage readers, I would say one of the most precious resources we have is that 
writer's motivation. That they feel this work resonates with them, that their own work has a clear purpose, and that it will lead to important outcomes or goals or experiences, that they are creating something good in the world. That motivation is directly tied into their values. So, what do these values look like? Are they just simple motivational sentences like, books are good, or be nice to people, or puppies, they're so cute? Even though those could be your values, I guess, um, I the values I tend to want to develop go deeper than that. They're not just pleasant, inspirational phrases. Um One way that I think about this, one way that I try to come to values is this phrase, what hill will you die on? It's a little dramatic, apologize up front for that, Um, but the how this question is polarizing is also why I think it's so valuable. There are so many things that are good, so many things that we would want to support or want to align ourselves with. When we talk about you creating and you sharing, we are dealing with such a finite level of resources at your disposal of, as I said before, your motivation, your energy, your time, how you're focusing other people. And this idea of really defining what you're about and how to communicate that is the values. And let me give you an example of how I've used this phrase, what hill will you die on, to define my values and thereby defining the actions that I take. And I do want to make this point here. Values are not just some nice sounding thing that you put on a wall. They are meant to define action. They are meant to give you clarity about what you're doing and why you're doing it. And part of that is giving you clarity of what you will not be doing. Because when you don't do things, it opens up so many resources for you to focus on the few things you do want to do. So here's that story. A few I live in this adorable little town in New Jersey. And a few years back, we had this movie theater. It had been in our town for decades and decades. And it was in threat of being torn down. Now, I love old things. And this movie theater focused on the arts, which is my whole thing. I work with writers and I love creators. I grew up as an artist. My wife is an artist. Anything with the arts just just goes right to my heart. So I started getting very involved in, in what I'd call the research phase of understanding what is happening with this theater. Can it be saved? And should I be very involved in trying to save it? Then at one point I paused and asked myself, is this a hill that I want to die on? And that really forced me to ask very difficult questions of myself, questions that sometimes we like to avoid. So I had to ask myself, well, why hadn't I done anything to preserve this theater when it had a big for sale sign on it for more than a year and a half? Why did I see that and just assume Oh, someone will buy it, and they're going to, of course, keep it a theater. This this theater is going to keep going on. Why did I just assume that I that that it was a threat at that point? Why did I have to wait until the last moment? And I had to really confront my own beliefs, my own feelings beyond the issue of, gee, old things should be preserved, old things should be saved. 
which is generally thought that I have. I love old things, old objects, old buildings, all of these sorts of things. And that really forced me to consider important questions around private ownership of property in New Jersey, in the, in the U.S. It had me consider the very difficult financial realities of the viability of the movie theater business. And this was back in 2018, 2019, before all the stuff we went through after. And I spent a lot of time on this. Um, but I will say, in the end, I decided that saving this movie theater isn't a hill that I want to die on. I didn't want to spend years fighting. I didn't want to spend years fighting with neighbors. I live in a small town. love this town. I have a family here. I'm a part of the community. And there were people on all sides of this debate. I didn't want to spend it having to fight and having to fight with people that I live next to. Also, even just in the research phase, I was going to a lot of meetings. I was outside of my home doing research, and I realized I got little kids. I have, you know, a wonderful home and partner, and I don't want to be away from my family while I attended these meetings. So instead, I thought about well, how can I be involved in a way that honored my values, honored my intention without having to remove resources from elsewhere? So instead, I did what I love doing. I documented the process. I documented the demise of the theater. And then I let it be. I let go of the rest. I wrote two long blog posts about it with just lots and lots of photos, one which showed the movie theater before destruction. I got very rare access to the theater inside the theater right before it was destroyed. I took lots of photos, and then I was there as it was being destroyed. I just stood there watching it being destroyed, and I shared photos of that and writing around that. So what did letting the movie theater go, letting that be destroyed without intervening, what did that allow for me? Well, it allowed for me to show up more fully with my family. It allowed me to show up more fully with the writers that I work with, who I love working with. It also allowed me to show up more fully for my mental and physical health, which takes time to do that. And it allowed me to show up more fully for my creative work. Again, my motivation, my energy, my time, these are very finite resources. And if I have multiple things in my life that I'm passionate about, I've got to be really clear about what my values are so I can decide where those resources go. And for the things I can't do, I have to also allow myself to feel good about letting them go and know how to make decisions based on that so I'm not riddled with guilt because that's not a great way to fall asleep at night or to stay asleep. So with what you create and share, your values should not only feel authentic to why you create, they should help you give direction to where you put your time and energy. Recently, I've been brainstorming and working on new resources that I can provide to writers and creators to help them share their work more effectively. And the list of potential ideas I was working on was truly a bit overwhelming. And this had me falling down a lot of different rabbit holes. Oh, what if I offer this? What if I do that? What if I do it this way? What if I do it that way? And that gave me a sense of unease. 
And I was working on these ideas for months, exploring ideas, doing research on them. And as I've said before in this podcast and elsewhere, I am so fortunate to have a weekly, essentially a mastermind discussion with Jenny Nash, who is an amazing book coach and trainer of book coaches. As we were going through some of this, she challenged me to dig deeper and to really look at my values before I moved ahead with any specific idea, because the values will define the structure for how I want to work with people and the resources I provide. And that process really opened up a lot for me in terms of giving me a path for figuring out what I develop and how I roll that out and all the little decisions around that too. I think that your values should have two components. They should feel incredibly refreshing. Just to see them written down, just to define them should feel refreshing. I also think that your values are probably going to make you feel a little scared. And I think that's a fascinating line to walk. When I wrote down my values, on the one hand, it was so refreshing to see them written down, to feel that they were largely complete. There wasn't anything glaringly missing, at least on the first draft or two. I can always add to them later, remove something. On the other hand, it was definitely scary to write them down with total transparency. They definitely center on how I spend my days helping writers share their work, And even though in some ways this feels like a draft, a work in progress, I want to share the values that I wrote down. And even sharing them like this feels a little scary to me. So I wrote down 12 values. The first is that everyone can create. This is so foundational to why I do the work that I do. The second is that sharing what you create changes your life and the lives of others for the better. Third is that we share not just for surface level goals like sales or reviews or awards or followers, but we share for a deeper purpose. Fourth, creative work is complete when it is shared. Fifth, sharing develops a body of work over time, and this helps you forge an identity outside of your the other roles that define your life at home and professionally. Even as I read these, I realize each of these could be their own podcast episode. (laughs) Number six is that fulfillment as a writer is often about the experience of feeling like a writer. Seventh is that sharing creative work connects people in powerful ways. Eight is that I believe in doubling down on your creative intention. Uh, You will probably, if you've read anything I've written in my blog or newsletter, that doubling down phrase comes up a lot. Number nine distractions that involve research, which can oftentimes feel logical and smart, can sometimes get in the way of progress. Distraction is such a huge part of the creative process in some ways. Number 10 is that information alone may not always move people forward. Sometimes they need collaboration, hands-on help, or other social dynamics to help them take action. 11, sharing is a craft, one that you can get better at in nuanced ways over time. And number 12, sharing is work. Now, again, as I share those, I feel that duality 
between so excited and feeling such a sense of refreshment in saying them, and also scary. Scary that they are so transparent to what I feel, and what if people misunderstand one of them in one way or another? But that's how I think that you know the values matter to you, if they've walked that line between feeling scary and refreshing. How do you define your values? So I think that you can, of course, start with a very open-ended brainstorm where you write down why you create. You write down what you create. You write down what the impact that you hope this creative work has on your life or on the lives of others. That list might be really long. I tend to find that a shorter list of values, maybe five to 15 of them, tends to be most useful because ideally the values lead you to direction. They lead you in some manner. They should help you make decisions. They should give you clarity on determining what direction you want to go or the style in which you want to do so. Um, They can explain what you are deeply for or what you are deeply against. But when you read them, they should sort of resonate deeply inside you. And they ideally are a list of statements that are concise enough that you don't trip over them, but clear enough that they feel specific and honest. Uh, You don't have to share this list. You don't have to do what I just did and actually share it publicly. But I will say that sharing them, I think, does have a service it means that I'm more likely to adhere to them. I'm more likely to, to really vet them and think about, are any of these redundant? Do I have to add anything? Should anything be removed? So I don't just keep my values written down in some kind of random document, right? I don't just print them out and put them on the wall and like, you know, like you know, kind of like an inspirational poster from the 80s, like, hang in there, you can do it. I want my values to be part of my work. I want them to be strategic. I want them to help me make very clear decisions about what I create, about how I can share them most effectively. So I added them to, writer's least favorite word, I added them to a spreadsheet. And this is the same spreadsheet where I plan out big projects. It's the same spreadsheet where I plan week to week what I share and what I'm developing. Do you have to use a spreadsheet? No, you can put them, write them down wherever you see fit. Maybe you do want them on your wall. Maybe you want them in bold, beautiful colors. Maybe you want to put them in a document or in a journal. Do with them what makes the most sense for you. But the final form of them should be as a tool to help you make decisions about what you create and how you share with authenticity. They should help motivate you, yes, but they should also lead you towards experiences that you want and decisions that you want to make. Essentially, the values are giving you permission to create and share with enthusiasm, to really put your heart into what matters most to you. If you ever want to learn more about how I feel about this or my process, you can go to wegrowmedia.com. You can look at my creative success pyramid, which is my whole methodology of how I help writers share. You can look at the work with me page to kind of see how I do that. You can also look at my, what, 10, 13, 15 plus years of blog posts and newsletters on that site. As always, if you have feedback for me or ideas, you can reach me, dan at wegrowmedia.com. You can sign up for my newsletter at wegrowmedia.com or danblank.substack.com. And of course, you can find me on social media at Dan Blank. 
Thank you so much for listening until the end.